yo. May you live in interesting times, they say. Gar. <laughs> who said Done. that? Who said that? The Chinese, Jack. Quit saying it. The, the same folks who gave us the uh, commie bat fever. It's funny, I've come across a couple of uh, stories where touristy areas are uh, are trying to discourage tourists, sometimes uh, with humor. Let's see, where's that one story? Eastern Washington is doing that. Um, where's the other? Oh, the uh, Newport Beach, California's Balboa Island is putting out, putting up fake signs to keep out visitors. Um, just trying to 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 well, just discourage anybody showing up. Eastern Washington put this out. Um, we're doing okay right now with COVID cases. We watch in horror as the rest of the country spikes. Et cetera, et cetera. If you're thinking of vacationing at our rivers, lakes, and our prairies, I think you should know that red ants and bed bugs have infested motels and hotels across the area due to a wetter than usual spring. Mountain lions have eaten all domesticated animals and some smaller people. The poison ivy has taken over all the other vegetation. We have bear sightings at every park in town. Bigfoots are invading our parks. Porcupines stabbing small children should they dare to enter the forests. Oh, my God. That's just, and it goes on for some time in that vein. Well, that's mirth. This is not. A squirrel has tested positive for the plague in Colorado. <laughs> now they've come for a squirrel. A squirrel has tested positive for the plague in Colorado, in case you didn't hear me the first time. <laughs> okay. So react accordingly. All right. Oh, the, plague, the plague can be transmitted from uh, animals to humans. That's uh, how the plague was so devastating. It's a... They're keeping an eye on it. Well, you, you can't add the plague to what we got going on. No, please. Some sort of Colorado squirrel plague. 2020 well, really needs to chill out. That reminds me. I've got to tell you my, my terrifying tale of uh, tussling with nature yesterday. All right. My home was invaded by a, by a wild beast. I actually had, had to call the county animal control to come out. Oh, wow. To my own home. Rocky Mountain squirrel plague. We'll keep our eye on it. Stay with us. Uh, live TV coverage. So a couple of uh, decent pieces of news uh, on the COVID. i tell you one thing. Uh, some of y'all send uh, lots of information from your Alterno websites to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Um, some people just don't have the skepticism gene. I get that. But before you send something from clearly a Russian bot.com, just... Try to use some perspective on how reliable that website is in the I rest of it. Do get the sense that some people treat every website exactly the same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, you're trying to help, and I appreciate that. But some of the stuff is just garbage. But having said that, a couple of things. This is from uh, James the Doctor, who uh, sent a link to an article, and I actually found an updated version of it. Um, much is being made of the apparent uh, ephemeral nature of COVID antibodies. That means they kind of come and they go, or, or, or so it seems right now. Although that's the other caveat here is that this stuff is changing so much, and nobody's quite sure what's going on. And, and the media will take a nugget, misinterpret it, then over-report it all day long. For instance, the Harvard doctor yesterday uh, overemphasized him saying, "Yeah, a guy got it, then got it again." Um, anyway, uh, back to uh, Doctor James's email. Um, so, uh, the, the antibodies don't look so great. The concern that it implies a relatively short period of immunity, maybe only months, those having obvious implications for public policy. However, I've heard little in the news about another main division of the human immune system, cellular immunity. This typically involves virus-specific T cells of two kinds, helper and killer cells. Um, and then he explains some, some of the uh, biology behind it, but, uh, here in thescientist.com, 
They say researchers show that people with mild forms of COVID-19, the disease uh, caused by blah, 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 have circulating T-cells that respond to the virus. Now in a science immunology study published last week, a collaborating research team has determined that people who are sick enough with COVID-19 to be hospitalized in the intensive care unit also make those reactive T-cells. In both studies, the researchers found that a subset of healthy, unexposed people also had some of these T-cells react to the virus, perhaps due to previous exposures to other coronaviruses that cause symptoms of common cold. So the long and short of it is the news is not as bad uh, immune response-wise as, as the media was making it seem like yesterday because they love nothing better than to scare the hell out of you. And the second thing I found really interesting, and this was this is a financial company... That oh did I navigate away from it like a like a jackass? Yeah, I did. Um, it, it's a a company that is advising their clients on what to expect with the economy, which is you know very different from a media company that just needs to get clicks. And this is very long and appears to be very well researched. I'll just share you one highlight. Well, a couple of highlights. They make the point that the disease breakpoints which are about, you've heard of herd immunity, right? We get to 60 70% of people and the thing dies because there's just nobody to spread it. Um, it can't find a carrier. Well, there's a break point, a tipping point that's at about a quarter of herd immunity, and that's what you need for diseases to start to consistently decline. Mm. We've been focused on herd immunity, which is the point where it'll be mathematically inevitable for the disease to go extinct. Why wasn't I told this five months ago? I know. But well before you get to that point, you reach a break point, the disease will decline. Diseases basically never get to herd immunity levels. Seasonal flu, Spanish flu, etc. Because once they pass the break point, they wither okay. inexorably. But it seems like I should have already known this. I know it. I know it. They make the case that the COVID-19 break point is probably around 15 to 20%. And we've already passed that in the U.S. And that, in essence, not lockdowns, is what has primarily driven the declines we've seen. And it would explain why everywhere, from Italy to Korea to New York City to everywhere else, it rises, it peaks, and it declines. Um, you know, we've had some some not great news in various states recently as the, the super tight lockdown has given way to more freedom, more people have gotten it, more deaths, unfortunately. But the thought is it will peak and decline. Um, I don't know. What if that was the only way to get rid of it? It may was well to be. to do that. It may well be. Then we shouldn't have locked down and spent the $9 trillion. We should have just hunkered down and did our best. It could be the best thing we could have possibly done was the original plan. Just keep the levels below uh, max hospitalization levels. Just don't overwhelm the ICUs. Other than that, there's nothing we can do but get it and get to uh, you know this this break point. Um, and and they, these people posit the April peak or so uh, was unquestionably the peak. We won't see a higher peak, and there won't be a second wave. There will be a little rise now and again as we change behaviors, but then it will go away. Yeah, I hope they're right. I hope they are right, too. Uh, yeah. What we uh, told China yesterday, coming up in about a minute. Oh, it's big. It's huge. This is huge, too. If you need home security, crime's on the rise. you got your porch pirates and whatever else. Porch pirates! Simply Safe was named the best overall home security system in 2020 by U.S. News and World Report. It has all the great stuff you want from a home security system and none of the negatives, like the expensive long contract. 
Yeah, um, a lot of home security systems are too complicated to use. So you just you don't turn them on, you don't get them hooked up right, all that sort of stuff. This you will get hooked up right, and you will use just the click of a button. You've ordered it. You got your sixty day money back guarantee with free shipping. There is no risk involved here. You're gonna have your home protected around the clock because you're gonna set it up yourself. No technician or salesperson is ever gonna come to your home. That's terrific. It has the uh, the doorbell uh, cameras and the alerts and the sensors, everything you want, none of the negative stuff. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to get the free shipping and 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply is S-M, uh, I'm sorry, S-I-M-P-L-I, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, so they know we sent you. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Beijing says we're inciting tensions. Beijing can shut up. Yeah. As yesterday, we rejected China's disputed claims to offshore resources in most of the South China Sea and said, hey, those islands you're building and turning into military bases, that doesn't count as your land. You can't build an island in the ocean and say that's part of your country. Nobody's buying that. Hey, you're just uh, inciting tensions is what you're doing. Yeah, you've militarized open shipping lanes. We're causing tension? That's the tactic of the bully. And, uh, yeah, and so, so we stated officially, this is the first time we've officially stated it, like the Secretary of State coming out and saying, hey, we consider those international waters, they're not part of your country, knock it off. Regional analysts say it will be vital to see whether other nations adopt the U.S. stance, and what, if anything, Washington might do to reinforce what we just said, and prevent Beijing from creating facts on the water to buttress its claims. Because at some point... If you got an island with a military base on it, the only way you're going to stop that from being their military base is to push them off of it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if they bring a bunch of civilians on board as well, and, and suddenly there's a population of 3,000 on this island they created in the middle of the ocean, well, you know, they can make at least a reasonable uh, statement that, yeah, this is our people, this is our place. Yeah. And at some point, um, uh, this is where you're going to end up. This is, the, I mean, it's inevitable. Whether it happens next year or in 75 years, I don't know. But at some point, China says, um, only Chinese boats get to go through this water or you've only, if, you, if you've paid this tariff or whatever, right. they're going to, exactly. they're going to declare that they, they make the rules there. And we're going to say, no, you don't. And they're going to say, well, we are. And then at that point, you either, say, we will fire on you if you try to stop this ship from going through. Right. And they either do or don't. I mean, right. the rubber will meet the road at some point. Yep. You said, you threw a sentence out there, Jack. It just glossed right over it, but it brought a chill to my soul. And that's that we don't know yet whether the other countries of the earth are going right. to say, yeah, we're with the U.S. If they don't, I say you go to Chairman Chief, tell him, I tell you what, you pick off any three countries you want. We won't do anything. Go ahead. If they're going to be I almost used a bad word. If they're going to be less than courageous in this, they deserve <laughs> what they get. Um, oh, that would piss me off. But it was the good. Euros, you limp-wristed cowards. Let us defend you all the time. Thank God, Boris Johnson over there in uh, in England decided where they're not going to use Huawei for their five G system. Thank God. I tell you what, if every country on the Pacific Rim doesn't today by noon. Stand up and bellow. We're with the U.S. on this. Just, I've given up. I don't. I don't. I don't know what I'll do. Hmm. Somebody sent this. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure this has been verified. That there's a swarm of Asian scorpion bat dragons making the rounds that can spit COVID 33 feet. <laughs> Very specific number. There's no way they made that up. This is what they look like. It's uh, that's it's a way worse beast. Way worse than a murder hornet. That's uh... my son. Every bee that encounters him out in the yard, murder hornets. 
<laughs> Those aren't murder hornets. That's a honeybee. That's some of the best branding I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Murder hornets. <laughs> oh, hey, I had a, a wild beast in my home All yesterday. Right. Got to hear about that. It was a battle nearly to the death. <laughs> More Johnny Depp testimony. All that on the way. This is going to be good stuff. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do the Washington Redskins have a new name yet? Has it been announced? I don't think so. I don't really care. I'm just kind of curious. Not the Redskins. Okay. That's all we know. Uh, plenty to talk about today. We've hit the COVID stuff. The, the sports leagues are stumbling, fumbling, and bumbling, trying to continue and trying to get games going. We'll have to see how that goes. Angry uh, Seattle chief of police responds to the communists, and I mean communists, on the city council. Um, and, and all sorts of good stuff to come. Hey, uh, uh, coming up, we'll get to the point of no return for a lot of U.S. businesses. Uh-oh. The stock market is not an indication of what's going on in your neighborhood. By the way, anybody who says uh, who compares uh, Main Street and Wall Street will be summarily removed from the studio. Anybody who spots that cliche, I won't have it. So I'm uh, in the backyard yesterday, out with my beautiful wife and my beautiful dog, and uh, and and I decide to go in. I got to get back to work, get ready for this fine radio program. And I open our sliding glass door in the back, and something flies by my head. I'm thinking, what was that? The biggest butterfly ever? Whatever. It was a bat. We have lots of bats in our backyard, but generally just at sundown, you know, twilight, they'll start coming out and flying around and eating bugs and stuff like that. Um, and I like bats. I think I they're really interesting. I grew up in bat country at about sundown when we'd be shooting baskets. There's always bats everywhere. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Uh, but so this thing flies by me and, and they're like, oh, no, because we've had birds fly in our house before and it can take hours to get them out. <laughs> I remember my wife chasing they a bird. crap everywhere. <laughs> my kids remember when they were little because it stands out in their mind is one of those crazy memories of mom ch- chasing a bird around the house with a broom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this a bat is flying around and we're, we're running around. I don't open. want a bat in my house at all. <laughs> first first of all, we decide we got to get Baxter into the master bedroom um, because we have to fire all the doors open to get this thing to fly out. Oh. And so we're kind of following it around, keeping an eye on it, and it'll fly right by us. And yeah, red eyes. And then, oh yeah, dripping blood from its fangs, yeah. its enormous fangs, <laughs> from all the blood sucking. The the wingspan of this thing is probably four or five inches. It was a small bat, as it turns out, juvenile bat. Um, but things flying around, we can't get it to fly out a door. It just keeps going higher and fl- flapping about. And suddenly, it lands finally in the dining room, and um, and it's just sitting there on the floor. And I like would go at it with the broom. I mean, just like close to it to get it to fly out because it was six feet from wide open double doors. It's probably tired. Well, exactly. But I couldn't. Is this bat exhausted? Or I'm not a bat expert. We're about to seek its rabies fangs into your neck. Well, exactly. Or is it sick? Bats don't generally land in the middle of dining room floors. Well, toward the edge and just lay there. So I'm thinking, Dinner table events. I know this is, I know rabies is a thing with bats, and it really, really is, and stay tuned for that. But so, um, I tell Judy, all right, I'm going to go get the, the pool skimmer net. Um, good idea. I'll, I'll scoop up the bat. That's a good one. We'll set it outside. Um, but unfortunately, while I uh, scrambled out and got back, the thing crawled under our big old, like, china cabinet thing, mm. that since we're not millennials, we have a big old piece of furniture and china we never use in it. 
Not to mention knickknacks and memorabilia and, and the, the mugs her dad, the CB, made in the Philippines during World War II, World War II and stuff. I'll explain to you how he made them someday. It's really interesting. But um, anyway, so the thing crawls under there. And so I get a flashlight. I'm crawling around. We can't see the thing anymore. It's like it's hanging under the like the structure of this big china cabinet thing. And it's huge. It's two parts crazy heavy. And so so I finally I call uh, the county and they say they'll send the gal from animal control. That woman. We have a minute left. I can't finish this story. Um. Anyway, so oh, I really there's no time now. There is no time to finish this story. Give us a good tease. But the blood and the screams and we'll hear the end. Um, I'm now dating. I'll just say that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a <laughs> Judy that's, ran away in terror. That's, and a, said, that's a left turn. And said, I will not live in this house of horrors. <laughs> dating during a pandemic. Wow. And she uh, she's left. No, but I did find out I did find out something about bats and people and dogs that will shock you. Okay. Yeah, and uh, oh, it's no joke. So, anyway, uh how how we resolved the terrifying bat menace coming up right after the commercial. I see the break. fang marks in your neck. I mean, you should have wore a turtle well, neck or something. Those are just today. the ones you can see. I shouldn't have chased him naked. That was my first mistake. <laughs> And Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What we want to see right now are these, po- are these police officers to stand down. We want them to stand out right now. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. This yeah. is a single woman who is, who, who is running this grilled cheese business. This is her dream. And all she is doing is standing up for the rights of people to make their own medical decisions. Okay. That's an anti-mask rally that was happening in Florida. I, I get the sense that a lot of the anti-mask crowd is uh, under the impression that they're mostly wearing the mask to protect themselves, and so they're making the statement, I'm not worried about myself, like my chances. Right. But that's not what they're for. No. Um, and, of course, uh, the government on every level has done a poor job, I think, of communicating that and the media and the rest of it. I just... Yeah, the doctor wears a mask when he's operating on you, not because he's afraid he's going to catch something from you. Right. He doesn't want to breathe on you with whatever he's got. Right. Yeah. His germs. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, previously on Joe Fights the Bat. <laughs> bat got into my house, and uh, and we, we tried to get it out, and it wouldn't, and it landed. I went to get a net while I was getting the net, and Judy was on surveillance duty watching it. It crawls under this big old china cabinet thing we got in our dining room. And so... Were you dedicated to the idea of capturing it as opposed to, like, clubbing it? Because you went to get a net. Oh, yeah. I was just going to capture it and turn it loose. You didn't want to kill it? No, I didn't want to kill it. I mean, number one, it'd be a bloody mess in my house. And number two, why do I want to kill the bat? I just... uh, I don't. It's my house. (laughs) I guess so. Castle doctrine. Nearly one quarter of all mammal species are bats. Back to you, Joe. 
That can't be true. That's a I'm fascinating a, bat a, fact. Are, are, positive, you, are Sean? you saying this website, habitatforbats.org, is wrong? Wow, that's astonishing. Yeah, that, it, 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 it make you stop and think. So anyway, uh, the thing crawls under the cabinet, and then we realize, we look under there, it's gone. It's crawled, like, up into the base of it. And and it's hiding there in the dark like a bat. Waiting for you to go to sleep. Right. Yeah, well, actually, that factors in. But anyway, mm. so we realize, okay, uh, we, we got to call animal control because this thing might be rabid. We got Baxter, our dog, locked in the bedroom. And and um, and, and we realize, all right, first thing we got to do is empty this stupid thing because we might have to move it and all. So Judy and I just totally empty it, all the drawers, the cabinets, the the glass shelves and all, and we just put the stuff anywhere we can find a, a spot. And uh, and then the uh, animal control gal gets there, uh, a terrific lady, by the way, really nice. Um, and, and we look in, we're crawling, we can't see it. We can't see the thing under there. And we realize, okay, we've now got to dismantle this big piece of furniture and then, like, tip it up and flush the thing out and, and, and try not to get bit or whatever. And I'm just healing from tearing a muscle in my, my forearm, and I'm not supposed to do anything strenuous because I got this other health thing going on. So I'm thinking, what the hell's. What, what the? So luckily, Judy says, you ought to call my friend Costa, who is uh, in, is very fit guy. He's really into fitness and, um, and actually quite a bright guy, too, but which helped. So he says, oh, that's funny. I was just going to the store. I'm 30 seconds from your house. So he zooms over, shows up, and we decide, yeah, we're going to dismantle this entire piece of furniture. Wow! Which we do, and 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 with with his help, and then we we take the thing, the the big the base of the cabinet outside, and then we all stand back a little as we tip it up and tip it up, and there's no bat there. <laughs> and the animal control lady's looking at us like, what the hell? What are you? What what? what? All this buildup. There's no bat under here. We're looking. No, I swear to God, there was a bat. Here. Okay, a- Joe, you're seeing bats. Right, exactly. I think that joke may have been made. <laughs> Imaginary bats, huh? And so we're like, what the hell? Then I think, wait a minute. We At no point was there nobody in the room after the bat crawled under the china cabinet. Okay. We surveilled China. it. China. We, we stood guard. <laughs> That's right, sir. Fancy dishes that there's no reason for. Um, but so I think, well, wait a damn minute here. I will not be made to look like a crazy person. So I go back in, and I start looking around, and sure enough, we'd, we'd put you know this, that, and the other taken off the cabinet, like in the corner of the room, about a foot from where the cabinet used to be, and I see that little bastard during all the fracas, had crawled out from under the thing and was hiding hiding in there, or hiding in the stuff. A single little brown bat can consume more than 1,000 mosquitoes in an hour. Well, that's wow. why you want one around, though. Oh, yeah, 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 love them. So, anyway, uh, the nice uh, animal control lady put on her gloves and, and used our pool net and, and, and got the bat and released it in the backyard and the rest of it as it snarled and hissed and showed its fangs. Nah. And this thing was about the size of my thumb. I mean, the, the wingspan was probably four or five inches, but um, she got rid of it. Uh, and so all's well that ends well, although we didn't have to dismantle that whole big giant damn thing, as it turns out, because the thing had already scooted over somewhere else. Um, but she said, thing didn't tussle with your dog, did it? And I said, no, no, we, we shut him away as soon as it came in. She said, if your dog is up to date on its rabies shots, it's quarantined for 30 days. 30 days. If it especially if they can't catch the bat, kill it and test it, 
then it's quarantined for 30 days. If your dog is not up to date on rabies vaccines, six months Jeez. of quarantine. And she, I said, where? She said, well, we work with people on how to build a kennel in their garage. And I'm like, a dog as bright as Baxter, or really any dog, he's going to be miserable. He's oh, going to yeah. be heartbroken. Oh, yeah, he's going to think he's tossed out of the herd. Oh, yeah, your family dog all of a sudden uh, living in the garage in a crate for six months, it would, it would ruin him. Yeah. Well, and then she said, and the other thing is, if it's in there at night while you're asleep and you figure that out, Everybody get, has to get tested. The dog has to be quarantined and the rest of it because bats will come into your bed with you and you'll never have any idea. So everybody might be exposed. Do they have to bite you to get the rabies or just no, a scratch, anything, um, any sort of, and I didn't ask like a dander or whatever, or if it just spits on you out of spite. Um, but uh, you call that a bedspread? <laughs> <laughs> Millennials don't have bedspreads or China. <laughs> uh, right, so, yeah, it's no joke to have a bat in your house, hmm. especially if you have a dog or kids or whatever. So How? Zam. Call the, call the county. I'd rather, I'd rather have Batman in my house than that damn bat. Huh. Yeah, nasty. So your, uh, your wife's got a really fit guy she calls when there's problems. Interesting. Yeah, and kind of had his name right on the tip of her tongue. <laughs> and he just happened to be just right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was weird, and he was wearing one of my shirts. I wouldn't raise any alarms at all. Yeah, and he just, I said, uh, hey, come on in. It's in the dining room. We knew where to go. Yeah. It was weird. Oh, yeah. Strangest thing. I need to use the bathroom. It's a, yeah, I know where it is. <laughs> oh, boy. Most hey. bats cannot take flight from the ground. They must drop two or three feet before they can fly. I found that really interesting. That is it's like gotta climb up on something to jump off to fly. It's like a, t- a turtle version of when they're on their back. Like I don't know if a, if that bat just gets on the ground. Are they just walking the rest of their maybe, life? Maybe that's why the little bat, yeah. which was not sick, he was a juvenile. He was exhausted. Uh, maybe that's you why child? he was just sitting there. You yeah. child, you bat child, accidentally land on the ground. You just gotta walk until you find a cliff. All right, finally freedom. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of cliffs where I live. That's interesting. Yeah, thanks for those fun bat facts, Positive Sean. Yeah, those are good bat facts, Sean. That was some excellent producing right there. Um, The rolling 14-day average of the coronavirus thing, this is what I look at every day. And the other thing is, she said, and there are, I don't know if you've heard about this, bat-borne viruses that people can catch. I said, yeah, I had heard (laughs) that. Get the freaking COVID from the thing. That's right. Yeah. You had a wet bat market going on in your own house. Right. Coronavirus! That's right, Cardi. So I look at the rolling 14-day average nationwide. Big number over a period of time. So here we are currently, nationwide. Cases are up 51%. There's a lot more testing going on. They always say some of the rise is due to testing, but they don't say how much. Can't you figure that out mathematically? Because that matters. Is it 10% or 80%? I'd you like to know fail that. your high school stats class but deaths, with a claim like that deaths are up 29 percent the lagging indicator of deaths deaths are up 29 percent on the 14 day rolling average so still has not caught up to the you know the the, the case number is horrifying the death number is not horrifying right now mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully it'll stay that way unless you're one of them uh what it's doing to businesses Oof, businesses have decided okay that's it i'm out the number is shocking and uh it doesn't fit with the the stock market numbers you're seeing no doubt about that among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty.
Armstrong and Getty Show. Everything in this world has to shut all the way down to nobody has to go anywhere because they're shut down. The ice cream truck is shut down. <laughs> we can't go anywhere. Not even McDonald's, which is my favorite restaurant. <laughs> You can pick up McDonald's in the drive-thru. If you go through the drive-thru, it's just boring because you have to wait for your view to come. And if you're inside playing on the playground, it wouldn't be boring. And now, they have to shut down. Mm -hmm. And it's just not fair because everything that is fun also has to be shut down. And the only thing that is open is nothing. Nothing! <laughs> the only thing that is open is nothing, says that little girl. Sounds like my house. Slightly older kids, but similar sentiment. Oh, boy. You don't realize, because I don't feel like we're a family that does very much. I think we do less than most families. <laughs> um, but you eliminate it all? Man, the, the day takes on a sameness that is. I drive home sometimes, and I think, okay, the kids are going to be sitting on the couch. I'm going to walk in the door, and then what are we going to do? You know, that maybe we haven't done every day for the last four and a half months. Uh, accuse me of thinking out of the box if you like, but maybe it's time to reconsider child labor. I mean, as long <laughs> as the kids are bored and doing the same thing all day long, make it productive. Hmm. Charles Dickens. He worked in a horrifying like shoe factory or glue factory or something. <laughs> doing dangerous, <laughs> toxic work, and he became one of the great authors of all time. A shoe glue factory, actually. A glued shoe factory. <laughs> new new glue, shoe glue, blue glue. That's going to make their lives better? Well... You won't be bored now, are you? Now you're at the shoe glue factory. <laughs> you wish you were sitting on the couch every day. Well, again, if they're going to be bored and unhappy, they might as well be making money. The only, the only answer I really have for them is everybody. Is, it's the same way for everybody in the world. There are yeah. people on the other side of the world feel exactly the same way. It's just one of those things. Uh, anyway. Tough it up. Uh, this is not uh, positive news, but it's true. I can't keep doing this. Small business owners are giving up. More owners are permanently shutting their doors after new lockdown orders, re- realizing that there may be no end in sight to the crisis. A lot of it is, uh, well, a lot of it's just uh, numbers, but some of it is just emotional. You know, you're building up, okay, when it reopens, I'm going to, you know, I'm have positive attitude. We're going to get back in it. We'll be okay. Tough times. Blah, blah, and then it opens beg up. the employees to come back. You open up for a week and then they close you down again. And you think, all right, I just, all right. Enough. Um, they give an example of a karaoke I'm gonna club. I'm going to go work at the shoe glue factory right? unless some kid is taking my job. <laughs> they give an example of the karaoke club in Wichita Falls, Texas, had just paid $1,000 for perishable goods and protective equipment an anticipation of the weekend rush now that they were finally open again. No matter that the frozen margarita machine was now full, that 175 plastic syringes with booze-infused jello were in place. That sounds like a fun karaoke bar. Or that there were masks for the staff and hand sanitizer for the guests. They were ready to go. Then on June 25th, they closed things back down again. Uh, And the owner and his partner dumped what they had in the trash and decided to close their doors for good. They just weren't going to be able to go forward anymore. The resurgence of the virus, especially in states like Texas, Florida, and California, has introduced a far darker reality for many small businesses. Their temporary closures might become permanent. Nearly 66,000 businesses have folded since March 1st. Great, Scott. Yeah, that's a heck of a number. Um, 
And uh, tracking closings, closings from June 15th to the June 29th, their most recent period, blah, 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 blah. During the same period, permanent closures increased by 3% overall, accounting for roughly 14% of the total closures since March. So it's there's still a bunch of them closing. Researchers at Harvard believe the rates of business closures is likely to be even higher in the near future. They estimated that nearly 110,000 small businesses across the country had decided to shut down permanently between March and early May so far. Um, that's a lot of businesses and every one of those businesses, that's a, you know, that's a family's entire investment. They're employees. They're, they're paying rent on a building that was getting money and just well, and March to early May. That's like eight to 10 weeks. That's unreal. It is. It is absolutely incredible. And, well, they, and, and then the, the socialist weenies that, that, you know, March and the inhabit your capital and the rest of it. Don't understand that small businesses have fixed costs like rent and insurance and fees and the rest of it. They can't be closed indefinitely. They're bleeding money. Businesses closing at a permanent closing permanently at a higher rate than in the previous three months of the pandemic. Some sort of tipping point. Well, yeah. I remember reading the statistics in the Wall Street Journal when this all started. The percentage of businesses that had three months worth of reserve. Well, now we're about three months in for a lot of those places that are closed down. Right. And you're done. Yeah. You're just done. There's no getting around it. What do we hear? What was the percentage of businesses that hadn't paid their rent in the last, uh, I know homeowners, it's something like 30% renters and, and, and mortgage holders. Why is uh, the stock market so high? Do yeah. you have a handle on that? I wonder about the disconnect there. You're talking about the the. You know, investors are much better at gaming the ups and downs and shorting and this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, volatility is can be really profitable. And so whether it goes up and down, whatever, it's just they're making money. And so it's going up just because it's being bid up right now by speculators. To some extent, I'm not an expert in this. I don't claim to be. But it's I, I get there are. There are some pieces of good news that make you think, okay, the economy will come back. This is not going to last forever. America will come back to being America, and we'll have our incredible trade and the rest of it soonish. So people want to, you know, buy before the stocks are bid up, sure, super high. I get that. Uh, on the other hand, things are not look looking super good in well, the near term. Well, and I remember I had that story yesterday from the Wall Street Journal that the price to earnings ratio thing is way out of the normal range, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, some hinky things could be going on. Yeah, I don't I know. I just, uh, I don't know. My life experience is when you look, or look around and things, you know, don't match up with what you're being told in the news, what you're seeing is closer to reality than what you're being told. Yeah, and there's something going on. Well, there's something that could be going on, you know, not to get too far into this because we don't do a business show, is the feds have pumped a ginormous amount of money into the system. You can't make any money any way but the stock market right now. What are you going to buy bonds that are 0.1% over the next 10 years, please? Um, so that's that's another part of it. Oh, that reminds me. It's, it's got a great, uh, great email from a learned listener talking about student loans and, uh, and that whole world. As colleges are saying, no in-person classes, and we're raising uh, tuition. Oh, boy. My kids' college just announced that. Wow. Which is kind of tough to take. Yeah, Um, I'll bet. But a different way to look at student loans and that whole scam. There is a giant conspiracy slash scam going on. 
And student loans and the cost of college are, are a part of it. That's the part you see. Back to the businesses thing briefly. As Sean and I were talking about this the other day. How about the idea that when this is over, you know, those businesses will come back. You know, unfortunately, it might not be the same people, but if V-shaped recovery, if there was if there was enough people that bought coffee from a coffee shop in that particular corner, mm-hmm. they still want to buy coffee there, and somebody will open one. It'll it'll you know right where there is demand, there will be supply. Sure. But well, it ain't that's true. Be the same it, people. Well, and it could take a very long time. Sure. Oh, yeah. It could take decades, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on how the average human being emerges from this financially, yeah, it could take a very long time till people accumulate the capital um, to start a business. Although, you know, the, especially if the Democrats get into office, um, if you think the Republicans were spending like lunatics, wait till it's decided that we need fifty trillion dollars. Uh, pumped into the economy so that uh, Joe, who dreams of a coffee shop, can go ahead and open one. Man, if I ran a coffee shop, I would be wired. Oh, my God. Just <laughs> all the time. Seriously. Red-rimmed eyes. I never sleep. Just chattering like a cokehead. Hey, Jim, yeah. how you doing? How things for a shoe glue factory today? Good? <laughs> come on in. Come on. Order a large. They're good. Come on. <laughs> you can love it. We don't call them with largest. We call them gigantos. <laughs> gigantos. Armstrong and Getty.